The pack is the single most important unit in Garou society. They are a family, closely bonded, often operating alone and relying only on each other. The pack is only as strong as its weakest link, but a functional pack ensures that any weakness from one is compensated for by the others. A Garou without a pack is pitied, considered less and sometimes even ostracized. Most werewolves consider packs to be formed by Gaia herself, selecting the members for purposes beyond any common Garou's understanding. A pack's members are most often of different auspices. Your auspice is under which phase of the moon you were born, and it not only decides what role you should fulfill in your pack and in Garou society at large, but also some of your characteristics. Inevitably, a young Garou will be adopted by a teacher of the same auspice after their first change, taught the purpose behind their moon sign and what the sept and pack might come to expect from them. While it might chafe a Hamid Garou to be labeled and boxed in by such crude measures, it is a fact that most Garou find an almost supernatural satisfaction from fulfilling the role their auspice demands of them. It is a caste system, but one much more deeply ingrained than anything found in human society, one dictated by the laws of nature itself. Your moon sign shapes how you perceive the world, how you consider a problem, and in a healthy pack, all members provide their own unique insights into a situation so that they may find the best ways to tackle any problems that come their way. The five signs are Ragabash, the new moon, Thurg, the crescent moon, Philodox, the half moon, Galliard, the gibbous moon, and Arun, the full moon, Trickster, Seer, Keeper of the Ways, Moon Dancer, and Warrior. The Ragabash is the questioner, the one to whom few things are sacred and whose purpose it is to ensure that pride never gets in the way of a mission. They may be comedians, bringing levity to an otherwise grim and dreary existence, but they can also be investigators, digging deep into hidden motivations and agendas to reveal the truth behind the posturing and claims of honor and duty. New moons tend to be easier to get along with as well, and can often aid in building bridges between different factions, or even packmates who might not see eye to eye. They are not leaders per se, but rather skilled in seeing both sides of an issue. This attentiveness to detail also makes them excellent scouts and spies, and they often serve as lookouts for their pack, noting patterns in their enemy's behavior that they might exploit later. The Ragabash is an auspice of balance and care. They must ease the mood, but not overstep or throw their pack off balance. They must question the pack's leader, but never allow the pack's trust in them to falter. Odysseus is a good example of how to play a new moon, innovative, quick-witted, and wise. The Thurg are the spirit speakers, the soothsayers, the enigmas. Their role is to make peace with the spirit world, to bargain for gifts and blessings, and to safeguard their packmates as they travel through the Umbra. Their duty is to ensure that the Garou always honor the pacts they made with the spirit world and that the totem of the pack is venerated properly. Werewolves rarely show fear. They are, after all, some of the most powerful creatures on the planet. Yet the crescent moon need imbue a fear, a respect for the spiritual world to temper this pride lest it become arrogance. And they do so by simultaneously learning about the Umbra and keeping it veiled from the other auspices. Spirits are not mundane, and should therefore never be treated as such. Spirits do not commune like mortal creatures. They are beings of concepts, of emotions and ideas. And so a Thurg must learn to speak their language to truly understand them. And this in part is what makes them as enigmatic and strange as they are.
As mankind drifts further from their dualistic nature, the crescent moon struggled to instill in the hobbits the importance of balance between flesh and spirit. The Philodoxes balance and reconciliation. Their duty is to listen, to give advice, and to judge. A Philodox is not necessarily a pack leader, or even the head of a sept, but they could be, as they often have the qualities demanded from a fair and rightful ruler. Of course, the Garou are not always in a position to be merciful or patient, and thus sometimes it is one of the other auspices who take charge. With their perfectly balanced rage, the half-moons are trusted to make the hardest decisions. Theirs is the duty to uphold the litany, the laws of the werewolves, and to mete out judgment and punishment for those who break them. They set examples for others to follow, and often have the ungrateful duty to be a know-it-all. If they are to pass judgment, it is required of them to be wise in the matter, and many young Philodox struggle with this high bar. When the Hamid and Lupus are at each other's throats, or the Ragabash has angered the Arun beyond reason, it is the duty of the Half-Moon to soothe tempers, balm wounds, and vie for peace, or at least cooperation. It is a thankless job, but it needs be done. The Galliard tells the tales of heroes of the past and present, remembering great deeds, cautionary tales, and lore. Werewolves have little use for the written word, and most of the old legends are carried on through storytelling and howls. A gibbous moon must have a great memory for details, not to mention the capacity to learn, adapt, and incorporate all manners of knowledge into their repertoire. How would they be able to retell the forming of a pact with the spirits if they do not know how they communicate, or the tragic love between two Garou if they do not know the litany? Teachers, poets, and bards, the Galliards are the ones who howl the loudest, party the longest, and remember the most. They know the names of all those who have fallen in the Sept's defense, and those who have been outcast for their sins. Emotions, more than specific events, are important for any gibbous moon to master. To convey sorrow, fury, or love in songs and howls is an art form, and a crucial one for the Garou. If no one can remind them of why they fight, and for whom, then the werewolves will eventually fall. The Galliard's duty is to remind their pack what is at stake, and inspire them to do better. The Arun are the warriors, the leaders of battle, the fiercest of the Garou. To them, hatred is the core of their being. They, more than any other auspice, represents the fury of Gaia made flesh. Unleashed upon their foes, the full moons are a terrifying sight to behold, for no other auspice is so close to mindless violence as they are. At the same time, this endless font of passion, for what else could it be described as, is a double-edged sword. No other Garou need fear their own fury quite as much as the Arun. When their mind is clouded and their teeth are bared, it is not always clear who, or what, is the enemy, and many Arun have found themselves with the blood of the innocent on their hands once the rage has subsided. Yet no other auspice can rival the full moons in their pure hatred of the Wyrm's corruption. They are always the first into the battle, the first to wet their teeth with the blood of their enemy. They brook no peace, and in these times there is precious little to bargain for. The perfect pack would be one where all five of these auspices are represented, to symbolize the unity of the Garou. With our three pups, it is not so easy. Shatterglass is a Galliard, Laika an Arun, and Choose on Fur a Thurg. They lack the Ragabash and the Philodox, the Balance Bringers, and while Choose on Fur may question the other's decisions, he is a Matis, and may find himself outvoted or even ignored. Shatterglass, in turn, may find that she cannot relate to the two others in her pack, Choose on Fur often too distracted by the Umber to guide her, 
and Laika lacking the patience to explain the human world to the lupus. Leadership will not always be easy as Chuzon Fur, lacking much of the passion of the other two, might simply tag along and not serve as a counterbalance to their emotions and hastiness. Laika, finally, may find that the two others are far more in tune with the balance of their dualistic natures, one being a wolf and the other a thurg, and may have trouble accepting that all cannot be handled through rage and claws. She may struggle to step sideways into the Umbra, and may quickly grow annoyed with the complexity of dealing with spirits. Of course, it need not be so. A werewolf must not let their auspice control who they are, how their thoughts are shaped. Chuzon Fur may find himself fulfilling much of a Ragabash's role as well, Chattaglass might offer advice and insight from a radically different perspective, and all three of them share a past of isolation and loneliness, something a strong bond can be built upon. Werewolves rarely get to choose their destinies in these, the end times. They are forced into a war that has lasted for longer than any could imagine, and they are no doubt destined to one day die in battle, many even hoping for it. There is a reason that the pack is so important, because it is a family. A family who understands what you are going through, who accepts you, and who relies on you. The Primogen Council gives its eternal gratitude to Maximilian S. Hardcastle, whose wisdom and experience helped guide our Council's decisions in the long nights, and sends his best wishes to the elders Dante the Canine, What's That Smell, It's Blood, and Remy Van Roy for their loyalty and service to its cause. It would also wish to thank the Ancillae Edward Reed, Colin Gifford, and Harry Wyckoff, as well as his ardent neonates, for their continued support. And thank you for watching. The world is dying. When will you rage?